father's tent There you are You're running for your life You're a shooting star And all the years No one knows Just how hard you worked But now it shows In one shining moment It's all on the line One shining Coaches, welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. I'm Coach Kevin Furtado. Welcome to Episode 138 of the Championship Vision Podcast. Today, coaches, we have Coach Eric Willis. Eric played at Tiff County High School for his father, Coach Gene Willis. He graduated from Flagler Palm Coast High School in Bunnell, Florida. He received his BS degree in education from UCF, University of Central Florida, and was mentored by Coach Torchy Clark from Xavier High School in Appleton, Wisconsin. Coach Clark was the first head basketball coach at UCF. During college, Wells coached with Dennis Cox at Lakeland High School in Orlando, Florida. Dennis later won a national D2 championship at Clayton State University. After college, Wells was assistant boys basketball coach at Tiff County High School with Tommy Blackshear. The Tiff Boys program has won three state championships in Georgia's highest classification. Coach Willis went into private business for 15 years, then went back into coaching in 2009 with Julie Connor at Tiff County High School in the girls' program. The Lady Devils have enjoyed 11 straight state playoff appearances. Willis became the head coach at North Dakota High School outside of Athens, Georgia in 2015 and has enjoyed a region championship, a region runner-up, four state playoff appearances, including two Sweet 16s and an Elite Eight. Coach Wells also coaches tennis and was the Georgia's Tennis Coach of the Year in 2018. Coaches, I think you're really going to enjoy my friend of mine, Coach uh, Eric Wells here. He's really going to offer some great insight in how he's building a uh, really consistent program out here at North Dakota High School, just right around the corner <clears throat> from <clears throat> Lake Oconee Academy where I coach. Great program. He's really going to get some insight. We're going to kind of go back and forth on ideas that we share so hopefully you enjoyed this podcast, and I'm um, really looking forward to talking with Eric. Eric, welcome. Hey, Coach. How are you, Eric? I'm great. I'm great. How are you, man? <laughs> you have probably heard so many of these podcasts, man. You, <laughs> um, hey, to get yourself, man, it's tough, man. I'm telling you, I know you're a golf course. Well, that's going to happen a little later today. And it's going to happen a little later tomorrow. So, <laughs> but really, I, I haven't played much. I haven't played much at all. Did you, did you get a round in? I did. I was very lucky out here. You know, um, I wish we had a public course out here. But I'm a public course guy, but everything's out here private. So you have, oh, to, yeah. you have to be invited. I had one of the parents invite me out there. I can't complain about that. Well, you need to come up and slum with us up here in Oconee County. I know, man. I got to, yeah, no doubt about that, man. You, <laughs> good, good public courses. Yeah. What, what's the, um, what do y'all play out out there? Uh, Lane Creek is one of them. Okay. Uh, I never played there. Okay. Yeah. It's great. And it's like, really, it's like 32 bucks for 18. And it's oh, that's great, not bad. Yeah. It's a great course. And then uh, chimney, the chimneys, chimneys is super up in winder. Right, right. And, and uh, really, that's like 26 bucks. It's really cheap golf 
cheap, good golf around here. Yeah. Tell me when you guys go out, man. I love to join you guys, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. I, that's cool. Absolutely. Um, we'll do more of it uh, real y- soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, I appreciate you joining me, man. I've been trying to get you on for a while. I know we talk a lot and so forth. Um, but, um, yeah, we got coach Eric Wells here with us, joining us from North Dakota high school. Uh, finally, I get a Georgia coach on here, man. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's good to represent. <laughs> guys, I know. These guys from Oregon and Washington, Texas, I'm wondering how, how wide your uh, wingspan is. <laughs> I know I, there's so many great coaches out here. I know that. And, um, but you know, I like to kind of s- spread out. I know you listen to a lot of them and I like to yeah. kind of just see the different viewpoints, man. It's just so cool to kind of hear dude. And basically we're all doing the same thing, right? That's, that's what I've, that's what I've <laughs> noticed is we're all trying to do the same thing. Really. Most of us have very similar ideas and the way we go about handling our business so, you know, it's, and, and there's a reason for that. The reason is because we're all listening to this. So you have very serious coaches, you know, guys that are just flying by the seat of their pants or ladies that are flying by the seat of the pants. They're not listening to your podcast. So right, the people right. that are listening are all highly invested in what they're doing. So th- I think that's why you hear so much commonality. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm also today, I, I got a bunch of coaches uh, coming on uh, later on tonight talking about the ball press, the one, two, two, which I think you would like because yeah. you run, you run that. And uh, I got, yeah. So I think it's going to be cool. Kind of get a, um, you, know, you know, we're allowed to do this now because of the time of, of what's going on. But, um, exactly. but before, we do that, before we do that, coach, kind of tell me uh, you grew up in the game man. you played for your dad and all that kind of tell us about that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, at Tiff County High School in South Georgia, um, my dad my dad played college basketball, and he was a quarterback in football uh, in uh, high school and college, and uh, so he was tough. He was coached by Rabbit Smith uh, in football, and Rabbit played for George Hallis. So okay. let's, yeah, so let's think about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he grew up really being coached hard. And Rabbit also played at the University of Georgia uh, in a really good backfield. But, you know, hey, there it was – it was, and as a matter of fact, I'm sitting here with a buddy right now that we played together in high school, and we, we got some great stories about about Pops and uh, what, <laughs> what he put us through. So, anyway, it was, it was very interesting, you know, and it's the same old story as, you know, the dad is always harder. It was – everything was my fault. You know, if something bad happened on the court, it was my fault. So yeah, he'd take me out and rip me a new one and then put me back in in 30 seconds. So, uh, but it was fun and it, you know, it allowed for us to have a great relationship and, and just super memories. Um, so that was my high school experience. Yeah. And, and um, it's, it's different nowadays. I mean, I mean, you try to rip into a player nowadays, man, you, you get called to the office. Oh, the yeah. times have changed. Uh. They, they have <laughs> changed, but you know, it's, um, and I, you, you're a very emotional coach, like I am. Um, high, high <laughs> energy, and and kudos to you because we're not spring chickens anymore. So right. you know, to keep our energy level up, you, you got to love the game. Um, but if you know, if you have the relationship with the kids, and and you hear that on a lot of your podcasts, if you have the relationship with the kids and they know that you deeply care about them and care about their family, 
their future, you know, their day-to-day lives, then you can coach them hard, you know, because they know where you're coming from. So, you know, I, young coaches that are getting into it, you know, uh, if, if you do all those things and have the right relationship, you know, you can be very demanding. Yeah, I totally agree, particularly at the girls' level. So the girl, you can't fool the girls. I mean, um, you got to be honest with them and so forth. I mean, I mean, because I've watched you coach. I mean, you're you're tough on your kids, but you can tell you you know you really care about them, and they play hard for you, man. So you, I know you're doing a great job there at North Dakota, and I really want to pick your brain on what you're doing so I can steal some ideas so I can try to beat some of these top teams, man. I don't know. Well, I'm doing the same with you today too, so I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you, get you let a lot of people do a lot of talking and you've got, I mean, you do a great job and you're at a single a private school, a single a public school and having <laughs> to compete against uh, a lot of these private schools. And, and it's tough. It is super tough in your division. So, and you've been really successful. So anyway, I'm going to pick your brain yeah. as well. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey coach, talk about, um, you have, you have coached with and coach, you know, uh, with a lot of great coach, you have a lot, a lot of mentors in your life. I always ask everybody, man, who had a big influence on you? Yeah. So it started with my dad and then, and we've already talked about him. And then mm-hmm. I was super fortunate when I went to UCF that my, uh, physical education, I was a PE major. And mm-hmm. one of my, one of my professors was Torchy Clark. So Torchy is from Wisconsin and he was at Xavier High School in Wisconsin, and he had just an incredible record up there. Um, in football, he won, I think he won three state championships in a row in football and basketball. And he was a kid when he was coaching. Um, but he was my professor, so we talked a lot of basketball. And then he was the head coach at UCF. He was the first ever head coach at UCF and actually took them to the to the dance, <laughs> which was nuts. As a matter of fact, it was called Florida Technological University back then. Okay. And uh, his son played for him. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I got a lot of great ideas from him. Uh, he was a net-to-net guy. That's what he called it. Um, <laughs> pressing, throwing it. Uh, he would throw the ball the length of the floor. Now, he was coaching guys. Um, I mean, how many girls have you had that could sling it the length of the floor? <laughs> Not too many. Not too many. I had one. In, we <laughs> had one in Tifton. Julie Connor and I had one in Tifton. And she, because she was a great shot putter and she could sling it. And I'm telling you, it made a big difference. It, it really, sure. you're talking about spreading the court, you know, when they had <laughs> to sprint back on a make. But anyway, um, so Torchy was awesome. Um, and then I was, <laughs> fell into another one. I coached with Dennis Cox at Lake Highland Prep. And Dennis was young in his career. And he ended up going to uh, Clayton State in Atlanta and winning a D2 national championship. So right. learned a lot from Dennis. And then he went – He's I think he's at San Francisco State now. So, you know, he's out there in the West where a lot of those guys you talk to are. Um, right. So very fortunate there. And then I got uh, my first real coaching – I was a kid doing all this in college. And then I got my first uh, real coaching job at Tiff County with uh, Tommy Blackshear – who really taught me the importance of defense. All, all of those guys I was talking about were super offensive guys. And then Tommy was an incredible defensive coach and uh, 
help side man defense. So I learned, you know, mm-hmm. that was that was what we called it in the in the eighties and nineties, and then all, early nineties, and then it became pack line. I guess somebody took right. they took what we were all doing and made money off of it. I mean, am I right? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so they called sure. it something. And, and they, you know, then they're selling tapes and se- selling whatever clinics. And we've been doing that for years. Um, so anyway, I learned that from him and um, just really intense, intense basketball. So, so that basketball down there is with Albany, Albany, uh, the Albany schools, which are super athletic and those kids grow up playing um and then um that region was Valdosta and like great football they call it the SEC of the south in high school high school <laughs> football so it was just super right. super uh aggressive super uh um disciplined uh so anyway that's where I that's where I learned man to man defense which I I'd like to talk with you about today a little bit and then and then got in the girls game with Julie Connor got out of the biz- got out of the business basketball for 15 years and then when I came back, um, I got in with Julie Connor with the girls. And that was the first time I coached girls. <laughs> so how long have you been coaching girls? Pretty much my whole career. Oh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> about yeah. 30 years. Oh, yeah. Well. So you're the master. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've got, you got a doctorate degree in it. Um, but, but I mean, I just, I just, they're very different, you know, but it's the same game. It's just, the philosophy, sure. the philosophy of it's different. And, um, you know, I didn't really plan on staying with girls, but we were, Julie and I were really successful down there and then got the job at North Oconee and, um, you know, got a girl's job. So yeah, now I'm a girl's basketball coach and, and just dang love it. Yeah, no doubt. I think, um, it's, it's each individual personality, uh, with girls. I think you can really coach them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, because uh, I coached uh, one season at LaGrange Academy back in the old days. I coached both boys and girls. And talk about a nightmare, man. That was hard to do. Oh, my goodness. Both, remember in the old days, both day, coaches, we used to all do both two teams. That's exactly right. We had a guy down the street that did that for five years here. and uh, No, three years he did it. And uh, this is this is up until two years ago. Right. And I, and I would talk to him, and he's the coach. I, I'm – I don't know. I don't know how I'm doing this. I said, I really don't know how you're doing it. Cause I, there's no way. And, um, because he just demands. So I, the, it's not the games, it's the practice, you know, if you're, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know how you did that. How'd you hold a practice? Yeah, was, how, how did you hold a practice? Well, it, it's, I mean, you're planning all the time. I can I mean, I consider myself like a, a really good organizer and planner, man. I was exhausted, man, but literally mentally, I could not get fired up for that second practice. And I had my girls team out there was unbelievable. I had some great players um, and the boys team were not as good. So it's that comparison, right? It's like, okay, all right, you're coaching the girls a little harder than, you know, I'm, you know, how people are. Sure. Sure. Um, and I just couldn't put in both, you know, I, I mean, but uh, I love the experience, but I, there's no way you can't prepare <laughs> and do things the right way for both teams. Yeah. So um, but you learned a lot of basketball yeah. doing that, I imagine. I did. I did. Absolutely. Um, it's interesting, Tiff County. I don't think a lot of people know how good a program, boys and girls, Tiff County is because they play. I mean, you play the 7A schools, man. You got a, 
you get, you better have some game, yeah, man. It's, that's that's an underrated program. It, it highly underrated, highly underrated. Um, the boys, especially, they've won three state championships um, in the last uh, twenty years, mm-hmm. and you know they're playing against the Atlanta schools, the big Atlanta schools, with with the, mm-hmm. you know, with the honestly, you know, with the AAU teams, and um, right, and they've just and, and it, but I'm telling you, it's built on defense, so. You know, whoever's listening here, I mean, you know, you the old saying that defense wins championships, you know, that's not just an old saying. There's there's no doubt about it um, because I've seen those guys play against, and, and I coach with them for a while, um, just play against amazing athletes. You know, the Lewis Williams uh, from South Gwinnett, um, just right. just a ton of NBA guys. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, You'd look up, and in one of our state championships, we looked up, and, it, and it, at the end of the first quarter, we're up twenty-four to two against dudes. So, and it was all about defense. It really was. Um, so, so anyway, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I, I just, I, whenever you're ready to start talking about defense, let's do it, baby. Let's do it, yeah. Because <laughs> I know you don't. Hey, you don't like to fool around, man. You want to get right into it, man. Because. Um, Let's talk about defense because I think we do some probably do some things similar, but I think we do some. There's 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 just so many different ways to art of the game and sure. so many different ways to do it. Talk about what you're doing defensively there at North Dakota, and talk about what type of kid you have so the so the coaches can kind of see yeah. what you're dealing so, with. Yeah. So when when I left Tiff, they were super athletic, super athletic girls and guys, mm-hmm. and um, came to North Oconee, and it's not. It's more of a uh, for lack of a better term, a country club type school, you know, um, <laughs> the, we're real good in golf, you know, we're real good in swimming. Um, Hey, I'm the, <laughs> I'm the, uh, two years ago, I was the Georgia tennis coach of the year. And I don't know, nice. I don't know anything about tennis, Kevin. So <laughs> that goes back to, uh, that goes back to Jimmy's and Joe's. So you got yeah, those chicks can play some tennis. So the, we won the state championship three years in a row in tennis. Okay. The boys have won it two years in a row in tennis. So that just tells you what kind of kids we have. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're, they're more right. suburb uh, country club kids. So I realized right. real quick that we have to play great half court help side man to man defense. Um, and my philosophy behind that is, I can make any man-to-man defense or, or man-to-man defense look like any zone that you could throw out there. So, and, and occasionally we do have to play zone, you know, and I know you do as well. Um, but, you know, we can play. Uh, so what I do, and, and not to get caught up in terminology too hard, but I call my, my man defense you, okay, because I can hold up a you like Miami Hurricanes. I can hold up a you real quick in a crowded situation and they can see that. So I'll say you won. And that means we're playing one, one step outside of the three point line, you two, or I'll say five. Now, if they know if we're in five, then we're up in their grill when they cross half court. Okay. So I can tailor it as to, as to our opponent, as to the scout, because, you know, sometimes you can't stay in front of them, you know, And, and you play in some, you've played in some games where you just can't stay in front of the ball. You know, so you got to back it up. Um, and sometimes we're just we're we're you tight. And that means we're we're in 
right on the three point line. Um, you know, true pack line. Um, right. but it's, it's super help side, you know, um, and that was the biggest thing with, the, with, with this program is they had to get them into the mindset that we play team defense. And I'm not worried about if your if your girl scores 40, I'm not going to come to you and say, Hey, what's going on with you? You know, that's not going to happen. It's a team situation. Um, we're all in this together. If somebody scores 40, we got to figure out how they scored 40 against us. You know, not you, not her, but us. So we changed that mindset and um, it, it's, it's really helped. And, and, you know, one of the things about that is you, and you hear, I hear the coaches talk about this a lot on your podcast is, you know, you get what you coach or you get what you emphasize, you know, um, what, how do you say that? Cause some people say it differently. Yeah, I think uh, I think you said it correctly. Yeah, I mean, wh- I think whatever you emphasize is more important than the actual drill or anything. There's, there's no doubt what you emphasize is bodily important. Right, right. Um, probably more than anything else because I know we do a, you know, we can do a lot of different drills and so forth, but if we're just focusing on one particular concept, whether that's footwork or whatever, that's what's going to get focused sure, on, no sure. doubt. So it's it started with that mindset: is if they're not playing good defense, it's my fault. You know, so um, and that just comes from old coaches that I've been around. Just blame yourself. You know, don't blame them. You better you better coach it better and you figure out a way to do it. So so we started with that mindset and that um, we're going to help each other. And, you know, we're going to start in a great stance, you know. And so we go from stance to closeouts to flip hands. So what I'm getting at is we break down every little possible scenario that could happen to you in man-to-man defense and we drill it now when i say that we'll do stance for 45 seconds you know in our in our practice plan it'll be 45 seconds to a minute stance good all right we're in it all right let's go into closeouts we'll do closeouts we'll do three-man closeouts we're working on ball rips at the same time and uh, a good reach bounce pass um or an overhead. So we're trying to work in, and you've talked about this a bunch, try to work a drill to where it's working an offensive and defensive situation at the same time. But, but right. the focus is closeouts right there. Um, so we'll do closeouts and then we'll do the flip hand drill to where your, your shoulders are on your girl. Um, I'm not an open stance guy. I'm a, I'm a shoulders on your mark. Um, and get your flip hand in the passing lane. And, and that's what, that's how we do it. So we'll do the flip hand drill. We do that for two minutes. Do you understand what I'm saying about the flip hand drill? I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, and that's a hard thing about podcasts. You got, you got to try to follow along, but you're doing a good job describing it. Um, I love the term flip hand though. I, nobody's ever termed that before. So I love that. Kind of go over that a little yeah. bit more. So I got could. that from Julie Connor down at Tift. Um, so we just, you know, we'll just run a girl from the, you have an offensive defensive player on the baseline and I'll be at the top with the ball. And I'm telling you, it's, it's a one minute to two minute drill and it is wonderful. And she just runs out with her, with the offense, with her flip hand out. That would be the, her okay. ball side hand out shoulders on her girl, but head seeing the ball. And, um, man and ball and i just throw it out there and they have to tip it with a flip hand and go get it you know and, okay. and it's super quick and they'll only get two reps 
um, with that. And then we go flip head because we don't open up on a, on a back door. So if somebody backdoors us, all we're doing is throwing our other hand out and mm-hmm. flipping our head, flipping our head around real quick on a swivel. So, so we'll sure, do that sure. going back door and you know, the whole drill, honestly, two minutes is a long time if we're doing that with just the varsity. Um, so we'll do the flip hand drill. And then out of that, we go into, and this is pretty much every day because it doesn't take long. If you drill it just a minute to two minutes on each thing, you know, you can get your whole defensive work in, in 20 minutes in a practice. Um, so we'll go into what we call the rice drill and that's where we, it's three on three. And, uh, I named it after one of my assistant coaches back when, um, and okay. we're just ball help rail. So we're just doing, and the rail, I got that from Amanda Butler, who's now, was at Florida and now at Clemson. Um, she Clemson, calls the yeah. midline the rail. Okay. Okay. And it just gives a good, a good mentality of where you are, um, court position wise. So we talk about, we talk about, um, body position and we talk about court position a lot. So your body position are your shoulders on your girl is your flip hand out. Uh, and then court position, are you up the line? Are you down the line? Are you on the rail, which is in, uh, weak side help would be what, you know, that mm-hmm. would be what the average sure. person, um, would call it weak side help. So right. we just say, get on the rail. It's a lot quicker. Um, you know, what do you use? Do you use midline or? We use, we use helpline. Help there you go. Yeah, it's helpline. Um, so how do you, yeah, we try so to how be do a, you differentiate between if, if you're one pass away and help and if you're weak side, balls on the other wing, if you're in weak side, help. We call it, we call it gaps. Gaps. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we say gap. We say no gap. Based on our whole defense. Now, we play a lot of – well, it depends what – I mean, we play a lot of zone. So, But our zone is more like man-to-man, though. So we we play kind of a man-to-man ma- – uh, yeah. kind of a matchup yeah. zone. But it's still the same thing. Defense is it's defense. Old, yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's why if you, if you teach great man, you can play zone. I, anytime you want, you can play zone. Now, you gotta, you got to teach it, yeah. but, but at least you have the principles for it. So – so we do the rice drill and right there we're working on being in great help, having our flip hand out, having great ball pressure. Now this is not a live drill. This is, this is, I'm calling the pass. So you have, you have three guys, at, uh, three offensive players, three defensive players, uh, point okay. and two wings. That's it. We're just working, right. working that. So we're in help the ball. I say pass, they throw it to the wing. I better hear you talk, your ball, 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 your help, 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 your rail, rail, rail. Okay. And then we'll skip it. And now the, now the weak side girl drops to the rail, the midline. Um, we're ball, 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 help, help, help. So out of that, we can, you know, like I'll send the, the weak side cutter. And, and when we do that, so you can just work on a lot of real simple things that you're going to see in a game, like a shuffle cut. Um, you know, sure. you can't work a UCLA cut, but you can work a drive and a, a kick. Um, just a lot of real simple things that that it's not live, you know. So so it's just okay. We're working on this. Let's get it right, and we'll do it for two or three minutes. Um, so they'll understand it. Um, and then sometimes I'll let we'll throw it to the wing, and I'll tell the defender, okay, you're beat. 
your beat baseline and will tell, take the, tell the offensive player to drive baseline and make that backside defender get outside the lane and take that charge. And, and sure. it's just super quick. Um, so we'll just do that. Um, and then, and then we'll go from that, we'll go to the paint drill. And I picked this up on, on you. I mean, the stuff you pick up on YouTube, it's amazing, isn't it? Oh, some good <laughs> stuff out there. No doubt. It's out there. I mean, the only reason why a coach would not have some good drills and techniques is if, if yeah. you're just lazy. I mean, because there's, there's so much stuff yeah. out there, coach. You just got to find you what you want to do. Yeah, it's awesome. So, and, and you'll <laughs> see some guy in, in, and he'll have a shorts down, look like gauchos, have a shorts down to his, to his ankles, you know, and he, and he's just talking and, you know, it's not, it's not very formal. It's not, you know, he's just out there and you, you get to watch him. You're like, that dude is doing some great stuff, you know, doing some great stuff. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, so we'll go to what, so to our next one is the paint drill. Okay. And this is where you're just not allowing the ball to get in the paint. You know, it's like mm-hmm. your, your podcast guys are always talking about don't let the ball in the middle. If you're playing man to man or in its own, it doesn't matter. So, you know, during a game at times, drill, you know, if, if they keep getting to the middle or keep getting in the paint, um, I'll just yell out paint drill and it'll kind of shift their minds. Yeah. Let's simplify this ladies. Let's just keep them out of the paint. We might not give up layups, (laughs) you know? So, the paint drill is they have 10 seconds. The defense has 10 seconds to keep the offense out of the paint. Three on three. Three on three. Okay. No, three. Three on three. Okay. I'm sorry. Should have started with that. Three on three, no rules. Okay. You, right. can, you can set ball screens. You can away screen. You Whatever you want to do. Um, and what it teaches is for them to be super physical. Because if somebody's driving and you're giving ground, they're going to get in the paint. Right. You know. So, losers run. You know, and and most of our drills are losers run. Sure. You know, um, girls aren't great at doing push ups, so I don't feel like push ups. <laughs> right. And and I'm of the Gino Oriema. You know, I listened to Gino one day. He said, you know, it, it would be so great if if players responded to positive reinforcement. It would be great. But you know what? They don't. They don't. They respond to get on the line, you know, right. and and plus you get your conditioning in at the same time where you're where you're, you know, trying to win. So you're, you're learning competitiveness and you're learning and you're getting conditioning at the same time. So, yeah, get on the line. Um, so losers run. So they'll compete. Now, tell me this. It, how how amazing is it when when you put something like that in there, the level of competitiveness goes up? I think well, I tell you what I like what you're doing is is you're you basically do a lot of teaching and then you go right into a competitive drill. I think a lot of coaches make mistakes on just doing drills. I think you because how do you know if, if what you just taught works? Exactly. So you usually go from the rice drill to the paint drill because that you yep. pretty much have an order. of it, It's an order and, and they yeah. pretty much know. Yeah. And then there's even more coming after that competitive. So so we do the paint drill. And then yeah. we do a uh, a run and play. Okay, so run and play is a I don't know where I picked this up, but it you, know, you put two cones. You're, it's a half court drill. You put two cones up around right. half court, and then uh, kind of lane line extended, 
and then two cones wings extended up and the outside girls are on defense, the inside girls are on offense. And really, you know, it's like you said, if, if, if you're competing after it, you can, you can pick up, all right, did the drill work. So now you're working on switches, you're working on uh, jamming, you know, jamming uh, under screens, just anything you want to work on, but two on two um, and, and getting in proper help. And, and the great thing I like about a two on two instead of a three on three is, and we, I shouldn't say instead of in, in, uh, in addition to, cause we do a lot of three on three, but two on two, you have to defend the ball cause you don't get a lot of help, you know, um, right. in, in three on three, you get a lot of help from your, from your wing defender, but in two on two, you don't. And so it teaches, it teaches them and it shows you who's defending the ball. And um, tell me something you do on, on defending the ball. That's, that's good. It, I tell you that the, the, um, I, I believe you got to do a lot, a lot of one-on-one. Of course, you know, we got, you know, our players that we have, we have one really good player and the rest are just hardworking players. So, but, now you can't play uh, our favorite you can't drill one on one when when you're a good player, she makes everybody look bad. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But I'm I'm telling you, um, is it forces? I always believe that the 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 if you have a great player, I coach up to the great player. So I coach up the destiny, yeah. and then the, the the girls have to step up to her level, which you know you know they won't to a certain degree, but their effort sure. will. Like um, but um, we play what we call one-on-one yell hand box. Um, and I'm not into, I, I, I do a lot of competitive drills because I think from then you can find out where the mistakes are and then you can emphasize and correct right. better. And what I do with my assistant coach, Coach Young, which I'm very blessed to have her, um, if there's a mistake that happens, I kind of send her, she kind of coaches up the kids. So if they're making mistakes, she's coaching up them on the side and get back right into Perfect. the drills. Everything's just continuous. Um, the Johan, Johan box is basically just, we have groups of probably around four per basket. And, um, you know, it's a pass out, close out, and then it's one-on-one all out. And then obviously if the, if the defense, uh, we go until the defense gets the ball. Now, if the offense gets the rebound, you just keep shooting. You can keep making it until it forces the girl to really right. block out. So it also emphasizes offensive rebounding. So if the defense gets the ball, they kick it out, and then the offensive player goes to defense. And what we're teaching them is that transition yeah. um, in one-on-one. I love the drill because it really teaches them the value of one-on-one play, which is sure. neglected. I think at the girls level, girls, girls don't defend very good one-on-one. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And it, it's, it's goes back to what we said, defending the ball. And if you can't defend the ball and man to man, then, you know, you're, and that's why so many people have gone to, and we do it, we do it now. You, you go to guiding them to the sideline and to the baseline. So you can at least have a chance. You're, you're only having to defend half the floor, you know, um, yeah, l- let me add to that. I, I know I think your question was, how do we defend the ball? Um, it basically depends on who you're guarding. Yep. <laughs> I mean, because we're not going to pressure. We we rely on scattering reports and things like that. Um, 
but we like to get up into you. We like to get our hand on the ball. We like to really pressure you and force you to put the ball on the floor. Um, But we're also basically squaring up with you. We want to really force the ball wide to our alleys. So, um, but we really work on footwork, on beating the girl to the spots, things like that, which is hard for girls, Uh, particularly if if we're not blessed with a lot of quickness, but we really work on positioning there for sure. That's good stuff. Um, All right. So moving on. So we go from run and play and then we'll play. uh, And we don't do this every day, but the girls love it. Uh, Three on three cutthroat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we put a line. This is how we do it. We put a line on the sideline. So, so everybody's in a line and then the six players are on the court. Losers run to the end of the line. And that way the teams, if you mm-hmm. don't have a uh, divisible by three uh, group, then the team switch every time. So you'll have, you'll have a new teammate each time, which is that I think they enjoy right. that. So the three run off three new ones run on, um, you know, and you're just mm-hmm. playing three on three You defense rebounds, they outlet and we're right back at it real quick uh, to make the girls that are off the court sprint onto the court and close out and, and that's you you catch a lot of bad closeouts in cutthroat because when the coach throws the ball to the wing and the girls coming uh coming from the baseline or the sideline coming into the drill they have to really be careful about their closeouts so um so that's kind of fun it's it's, it's a real fun drill plus it shows a lot and, and it makes them have to respond super quick Where's the ball? Because you don't know where the coach is going to throw the ball. Where's the ball? Where am I in relation to the ball? Am I in help? Am I on the rail? So, Eric, tell me you're – okay. Now, we play cutthroat, too. We have everybody on the baseline. So, you said you have a group on so, the sideline. Yeah. So, we put them on the sideline to make them – to make them, one, to run farther, okay? Two, right, two right. to make them uh, – to make it not so easy for them to get to their, to get to their girl, you know, for conditioning, for conditioning one and for two, just to make the drill more difficult. So. Hey, this is NBA skills coach, Drew Hanlon of Pure Sweat Basketball. And I'd love to help you get game results this season. Check out a free trial of my Pure Sweat training app on the Google play and app store today. Hello, this is Craig Reed, owner and CEO of Corny Board Aids. We specialize in providing coaching aids and equipment for the basketball coach. We are also home of the Corny Board, the original sideline coaching board. I want to recommend Championship Vision Podcast. It is a great way to get insights into what other great coaches and leaders do in their programs. Kevin Furtado brings a great tool to coaches with this podcast. Thanks, Coach Furtado. So they have to right. they have to Love sprint it. out there and really be thinking super quick. Um, so, we, but either way, it's great. Either way, it's yeah. great. Um, so then we go from that and we go to to shell and um, you know you've seen our teams. We don't have posts. So <laughs> our big our biggest girl's been five <laughs> nine and a half in five years. Um, so so we'll do we'll do a shell drill and usually we'll go four on four so it does doesn't get jammed up. And there, in that drill, is really when we work on defending uh, certain scouts. But early in the year, we'll just defend everything, you know. So we'll say, all right, today we're working on the UCLA cut, and and we'll work right. on away screens. 
And usually it's only six minutes. We'll be in shell for maybe six minutes at the most, um, just working on one specific uh, offensive tactic. Um, so we'll do that. And, uh, and then we go to five on five, 30 seconds, perfect D is what I call it. So if, if the, so it's five on five live half court and, uh, you, you stay on the court for 30 seconds, not letting a bucket happen, not letting a paint, uh, somebody get in the paint. Just, I call it perfect D. You know, if some if somebody's bad right. out of position, I blow the I blow the whistle and we start over. Um, and the whole goal is to get off the court. That's that's you win when you get off the court because it's hard to play perfect defense for thirty seconds. So so you sure. know sometimes they'll be out there for two and a half three minutes trying to play perfect defense, and um, you know sometimes I have to be lenient on what's perfect to get them off the court and get the next group in. Um, so we'll do that. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, and that, that teaches them that shoot, if I can play, if I can play great defense for 30 seconds in Georgia, we don't have a shot clock. You know, I wish we did, but we don't. So if you can play right. great defense for 30 seconds, um, usually they'll take a bad shot or they'll throw it away, you know? And that's one thing I've learned about girls basketball. If you, if you make them play offense or if you play offense too long, the ball's going to go in stands eventually. What are? You... <laughs> oh yeah, 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 for sure. So somebody's going to fumble it. Somebody's going to kick it off their foot. Something bad's going to happen in thirty seconds for the offense. I would say, Eric, what do you think? I would say, on average, I'll be honest with you. I, I we we don't play any teams that use up more than fifteen. I mean, fifteen seconds. I mean, most girl teams that we play at our level. Boy, they're looking for the first quick shot. There's not a lot of patience and ball movement and things like that. Nobody right, holds it right. for 30. So so that's that's why I say, you know, if you um, can play perfect 30 seconds, then you've really got a good chance of getting a stop. It's hard to yeah, do that. For sure. It's really Love hard it. to do. Um but but I'm on uh philosophically, I'm the same way as they are. I, I want to take the first good shot, <laughs> you know, because I don't want anything bad to happen. But there's a difference in, in a lot of people, what a lot of people think is a good shot and what is not a good shot, you know? So you got to work on that as well. Um, yeah, I love that. Talk man. about rebounding. Cause remember you, we were talking before about how do you add you? I mean, I know we're, we're not, not a great rebounding team. Um, um, so you're trying to include we rebounding are. every drill. I'm assuming, so right. How do you the run and yeah. play the two on two drill? is really good in rebound for rebounding because you don't have to find somebody else. You know, you know who you're guarding and you have to get a great, great. Well, you and I've talked about this. I don't know if maybe we have talked, we've talked about a lot, but um, my, I've always been a big box out guy, you know? Um, but what I've found right. is that we're not super aggressive after we box out, you know? Um, so I'm, going starting as soon as we get back we're going to a hit and get you know hit your offensive player um catch him with a forearm catch him with a hip catch him with something and then go find the basketball so talk to me about what you do yeah it it, now 
ours is a little bit because we run we we run pretty much all matchup zone we're out there extended and so forth so it's really hard to rebound but we also force a lot of turnovers so um but what i believe in is i try to get at least two maybe two and a half girls to the weak side board and we block out hard on that weak side so if we have a low forward yeah, she's got to hit and get or really hit and hold. Um, and then we just send girls to that weak side because the majority sure. of the shots go to the weak side. And then we try to fill that rebound triangle. I believe you get to spots in rebounding first. If you can get them to spots, then I think you're going to be a good rebounding team, man. There's very few rebounding teams that can get all five girls blocking out. It's and, just and almost I think impossible. that's where I've been going um, wrong, honestly, is that – um, and here, and I'll, I'll tell you how important rebounding is. We in our region this year, this is the first year we've not made the state playoffs in I don't know when. Okay, so I think 11 years. Um, so right. we led in every category in our region, um, stats, um, except for rebounding and fouls and did not make the playoffs. Right. So that's, that's how important it is. (laughs) Now I'll tell you this. We, our opponents made more free throws than we shot. How about that? Made more. Yeah. That's an important stat. Yeah. Yeah. But that goes back to rebound because most of those, most of our fouls took place fighting for a darn rebound when it should have been a clean rebound for us, you know? So, that's how important rebounding is. You can win every other category basically and lose and not make the playoffs. Now, now it was, you know, that's somewhat of a fluke, no doubt, but it, it is that important. So, so I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, we need to, we need to get a, get a bump on the, on the offensive player wherever you can. And, Cause we're playing man, um, you know, get a good bump and then fill those spots, go to the rack find the basketball and um, find uh, and like you said, get in the triangle, get in the rebounding triangle, make sure those spots are filled. So it. Yeah. Cause most teams. Yeah. I agree, Eric. Cause most teams I'm telling you, I don't see any teams crashing with four. I'm telling you, the average team that we play, and this is what's so frustrating. The average team crashes with two and they still get yeah. it. <laughs> so um, so we, we try to get as many kids in that, in that yeah, lane as possible. I'm, I'm going with you this year. I really am. Um, you know, I, I, we've, I've not done, I've not done a good job of that. No doubt about it. And I've got to do better. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, in my defense, we're small, but you know what? Hey, yeah. Yeah. Charles Barkley was six, what? Six, four and a half. One of the greatest rebounders ever. So, you know, you can do it. You can do it. I don't want to hear that you're small. Um, Willis, Coach Willis, we don't want to hear that you're small. Get rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, I, I'm, I'm complaining. I have We actually out-rebound a lot of our teams, but the, the top teams like GMC and teams like that, we were out-rebounded. But, uh, of course, we have a big six-foot center. So that that helps too, right? It does, yeah. And, and then you, you have um, Destiny, but- <laughs> super athletic. She'll go get it. <laughs> that's true um hey tell me about this i find the biggest problem is loose ball rebounds in the sense that, that 
you're going to have tons of missed shots at the girls' level. You better be able to pursue outside yeah. the paint. I'll tell you what helped us. The first thing, the first thing I did when when we came to North Oconee was put the girls in knee pads. The very first thing I did, right, sure. um, because because that was mm. it was obvious that we had to get on the floor for the ball, you know. So yeah, without that, then a lot of those loose balls we'll, we would never get. Now that does create a lot of fouls for us because we'll just dive in there, you know, because we we got on our knee pads and we're we're scrappy, super scrappy. But but you're right, the 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 loose, you know, those are the fifty fifty balls that you you just have to get, and and a lot of that's just heart, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I don't know how much of that can be coached. Honestly, you know, you're either you're either going to go get it or you're not. What, what do you do? What do you do there? Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree. And I think um, uh, we play the top teams, how single a public school set up is as you get better, the top teams are like in South Georgia, teams like that, that are right. quick as cats. They're athletic. And that's the teams you have to beat. So you can be tough as nails and still get out right. quick to the ball. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, we, but we, we still have to really work on that to pursue as many. We want to get 70, 30 balls. Right. I mean, we want to get to them. So, um, but you get, you got to really work on that. You got to do a lot of physical loose ball drills, things like that. Take charge drills. You got it. Yeah. Like you do, you got, you got, you got to toughen up your kids, man, because our kids, both of our kids are the same. Yep. They're, they're not growing up in, you know, that type of environment. So we got to really toughen right. them up, right? That's exactly right. One of them we do, um, we were speaking about the one-on-one drills. Um, we do a toughness drill that I also got from Julie Connor. So one-on-one, I'll have the ball at the uh, – we're going full court one-on-one. I'll have the ball, and I'll slam that baby down in the lane. And from there on, it's a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. Just one on one, and <laughs> sure. hey, winner scores two points. That's it. All you got to do is score two, and the drill's over. And the loser, the loser has to run. Right. You talking about wearing some kids out and making them fight for balls? Um, because and the biggest reason they want it's not because of the fear of losing mm-hmm. and having to run a, a sprint or two. It's they want to get off the darn court because it is grueling playing one on one full court. Right. So. They're just fighting, fighting to get a ball and and try to get the bucket, you know. Um, so that it's a good toughness drill, you know, what you were talking about, teaching toughness and but it, it's like you said, it's it's somewhat of an innate thing. <laughs> you know, are they gonna go get it or are they gonna lay back and watch somebody else go get it? You gotta make sure you have the right people on yeah, the floor that'll go get it. Yeah, and that's part of what you're also trying to build there, too, is it's that culture that you're trying to build, man. And it's tough sometimes. It depends. I mean, certain schools, man, you, you know, you can go in there and the kids are already hungry, man. They're tough and so forth. And certain schools that, you know, you go into, man, you got to you, you almost got to completely rebuild the toughness part of the game. And you got to really work on that. You can't just yell it out to kids. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got to get like you guys with the knee pads. I think that's we we love the knee pads too, man, because that's a sign that hey, hey, we're going to get on the sure, floor first. Sure. So, uh, 
you know, do the best you can there. That's, <laughs> you know, absolutely. Hey, talk about your press coach. Yeah. Talk about your press. Talk about, cause we talked about that a lot. We love the press and I'm not sure where you're going on the, I think you're staying with your one, two, two, right? I am, but I do mix it up just to give them, okay. give them a different look. So we've been in the one, two, two, um, kind of a retreating one, two, two until you get to half court. And then we're trapping mm-hmm. in the trap zones, um, getting, getting yeah. the weak side on the rail midline and just cover up that. Um, you and I've talked about, uh, and I talked with coach Durden Mm -hmm. at Buford the other day about his a little bit. We were just talking about the sideline and what you do with the sideline. If you try to take away the sideline in the, uh, one, two, two, or do you try to trap it? And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think what we all want to do is take it away at first. And then if it gets, if it comes up sideline, uh, to the front court, then trap it there as well. Now, what they do a great job of is continuing to trap the ball after after it crosses half court. Um, yeah, yeah, when it, sure. and even when it's out of the trap zones, you know, if it gets down lane line extended, um, I mean free throw line extended, they're wanting to trap that as well. So I think we have to do a better job of that. We're I, I would say we're very good. Um, up until the half court trap zone and then not good at all after that. So we're going to work hard on trapping the ball, continuing to stay in the press, put it that way, continuing to stay in the press uh, deep into the front court. I love that. And, um, you know, you probably don't want to hear what I do, but I, uh, we, we love to, our press is never off. Right. And I think so. We go. We go. Been going wrong. Yeah, yeah. We need to keep the press on as long as we can. But you're also going against. I mean, it all depends on who you're playing (laughs) against. I mean, we we have the team this year that we can do that. So we go two two one, and then we go back in what we call our buzz or two one two. So if they beat, if they get out of the first trap, let's say they we trap and they reverse the ball, whatever. We're back into our two one two, which is a half court trap. So we're continuously right. in our press. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's never ending. Uh, but we also have a a different version of our one one three that we like to use too. Um, but it all depends on who we're playing. This year, we got the personnel to continually sure, get after. Sure. So, um, so what are your rules? Uh, ball comes across half court. You were in your one two two. How do you transition? um, into the, into your buzz. That's a, well, what we do, it it depends. We try to get, like you said, we call it the trap zone too. Let's say we get a trap past half court, which is perfect. Yeah. I mean, um, because we call that almost a little vertical trap there. We get a trap there. Now let's say it's close to half court. They're going to have to pass it. We should be able to steal that air because, I mean, they're dead right. near half court. So if they get the ball out of there, so, but we, then we have our two interceptors, one protector already set up. We're already set up. And usually the people that get that trap is, um, you know, a guard, one of our guard and forwards. So if they pass it out, well, we just sprint recover back into our two, one, two. And then we have the same, basically the same rules for our entire gotcha. defense. So we're trying to keep the right. ball out of the middle. You know, obviously, if the, the ball's in the alley, we're kind of walling it. And what we do is we read 
the, the, uh, the offensive player. If we think, we tell our girls, if you think you can trap, go for it. If not, you wall, keep the ball in the alley, protect the middle. So it's a lot of concepts. We don't give them too many rules. Yeah, we let and, them play. and I think that's a common theme in, in a lot of the, the real good press coaches that they don't give them too many rules. You know, let them play, let them be aggressive because the more rules you give them, the more they're going to think and the less they're going to, one, be aggressive and two, react naturally. Yeah, so yeah, I, for I, sure. I think that's a great, um, way to, great way to coach it right there. So what you're saying is you're trying to get more traps right, past half right. court. Is that right? And Yeah, tell me what you're doing well, to try to get um, that. So one of our one of our presses is is uh, our blue, which is a two one two, but it's a it's a three quarter two one two. Okay, um, okay. So we're taking the middle girl to make sure that they don't just get it to the middle immediately because it's you know everybody says you know once it gets there you're in big trouble. So we want to take that away immediately. <laughs> just let them know it's not coming here. Uh, force it across half court by playing on the hip. And, and that's another thing that I think, you know, some coaches don't give the, the little clues, you know, you can give one word clues that will go a long way. Um, and I've slowly learned that, that if I say hip, then that tells, that tells my defender exactly where to be and where to, where to take the ball. You know, so if I tell her to get on the hip, she knows she's not the cutoff girl. She's not cutting her off on the sideline. She's just riding the hip and baiting her into half court. So that that helps. Right. Um, and then we take okay, once sure. she comes across half court or starts getting close to half court, we take that middle girl in the two one two, and she goes and traps it, which is uh, kind of a uh, um, maybe a run and jump type you know, type mentality sure. because they don't see it coming. Um, and, but she's not, she's not coming from the backside because the top girl's on the hip already. So she's cutting off sideline then, and then we have the trap. So we're going to do, right. we're going to do more of that. And then in the one, two, two, um, full court. And like I said, it's a retreating. So if they throw it up the sideline, uh, and if it gets to the sideline, we're going to trap that more intense this year and if we don't get the trap on that we're going to play on the hip so imagine the girl with the ball is free throw line extended on the sideline they've thrown it up the sideline on us then we're going to to force her baseline okay we're going to take away middle just like we would in our man-to-man and force her baseline and bring that backside girl trap with her so that's what we've got to work right. on. <clears throat> Absolutely. So you're, I guess, you know, maybe in your, your scheme, maybe uh, it's tough because you're going, you're transitioning from zone to man, which is tough in a way because are you matching up? Are you going closest man? I always felt like that was tough to well, do. Maybe I'm not a very no, good coach. No, no, you're exactly um, right. But, but if – if you have a team like ours where everybody's the same height, <laughs> it, it yeah. doesn't matter. You just, you just pick doesn't up matter. I, I see. Up. Um, so that's what we do. So if we're, if we're transitioning and that's, that's our last, as a matter of fact, that's my last uh, defensive drills, our transition drill. 
Um, so we're just sprinting okay. back. We're picking up the ball. We're talking ball, ball, ball. Um, and then we're picking up ball side and get it and making sure we have nobody on the backside of the rail. Nobody is on the opposite side of the midline. Okay. Sure. So sure. once you do that and drill that, then even if you're in a full court press, then they understand that if I'm across the midline here, then I'm in the wrong spot. Um, and if, if you're doing that and you, they get across half court and we go you, which is our man to man, then it's super easy because you're already where you're supposed to be. All you do is match up with whoever's close to you. And, 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 yeah, and then we yeah. worry about matchups after that. So if we have a, if we have a problem, you know, if they've got a six footer down low and we've got a five, five on her, then, then we'll pull a, a quick switch. And the girls are, you know, they'll, the five, five will be screaming. If she's stuck down there. Yeah. She'll be <laughs> screaming, switch, switch, sure. switch. And, um, and they'll just do it at their first opportunity. And again, you know, it's like you said, you don't, I really don't coach that. I just let that happen naturally because if coach it, they'll, it's, there's too many things that can happen to break rules, you know, in a situation like that. So just as they'll just switch back as soon as they can. That's a good point. I spoke to, uh, and you probably know who he is, Mike DeVelvis, yeah, who created the the Buzz defense. I had him on my Zoom cast, and the guy's so great, so gracious, man, just kind of sitting there, just give me all his. He's he's been coached by so many great mentors and so forth. And as he's getting older, because he. You know, he's, he's a oh, tough yeah. coach and that is, he's all, and he's actually changed. Of course, now he's not coaching, <laughs> you know, and, but he says, man, one thing I've learned is you got to have the art of coach. You got, you got to yeah. say less because he always felt like he held kids back because he actually coached them too much. They had, they thought too much when yeah. they're, you know, when well, they're thinking a, too much and their feet slow down. You can listen to that guy. He is very intelligent. He's very intelligent and he's, yeah. he's very knowledgeable of the, uh, about the game. So when when you when you understand the game as well as he does, you you honestly could robotically cover a ton of things, and you could become guilty of saying, "Oh, I can handle that because we'll just do this, we'll just do that, and we'll just do this, and it won't be a problem." Well, that that doesn't transfer. Right quite well to high school girls <laughs> so yeah i listened to him and he said the same exactly. thing about his buzz defense he said you know don't coach it too much you know just make sure they have the right mindset and then let them play yeah and don't you think that's true with oh, everything I think, though I think eric i mean i think i mean i know yeah, I make especially yeah. in full court pressing you know if because there are so many opportunities to get a steal that if you hold the kids to a certain rule they won't budge nope i got mine i got i got mine covered coach you know yeah. well darn the ball was right in front of your face let's go get it you know uh, you know <laughs> so yeah i agree if you yeah. if you rule them up too much they won't play naturally yeah and i think there's a i mean what i do a lot and i think mike was saying that he what he recommends the art of coaching is is ask a lot of questions to girls because, but he also said that sometimes, and you know, with girls, they will ask too many questions. Oh yeah. They'll, what if, um, overthink, overthink. What if this happens coach? What if this happens? And my response to that is always, you know what? 
they have five girls on the court and we have five girls on the court. I have no idea what their five girls are going to do. Cause I have a hard time figuring out what you or five are going to do. <laughs> so don't, <laughs> don't, don't ask yeah. me what they're going to do. I have no idea. <laughs> you know, that's it, for sure. Hey coach, talk about, talk about your offensive system. Let's talk a little offense here. I know I've taken up a lot of your time cause you got to get on the range. Uh, hit right. some balls, but, uh, um, Talk about your offense. Uh, I know we're not playing you uh, next year. Thank God. Um, but talk about no, your offense. Just the opposite. I, I know what you have coming next year. Um, so, <laughs> you know, we build, we build it. I don't have an offensive system, you know, because, uh, you know, I'm not in college. I don't recruit what I want. We have what we have. Um, so we kind of just build it around whatever we have. And, you know, we had a great player for two, the last two years. I had a great point guard that's going Tennessee Tech. Right. Uh, so we built a lot of things around her. Um, and as well, you probably do with that. De- I mean, you know, if you don't, if, if Destiny doesn't touch the ball every time down court, then, then you have failed, <laughs> you know, exactly. And I was the same, yes. I was the same way. <laughs> but my, my thought is my philosophy is one, we want to take the first best shot we can get, because I really do believe if you play offense too long, something bad's going to happen, you know, um, so in order to do that, we run a lot of quick hitters and we run, uh, we run a lot of the Vance Wahlberg stuff. Um, right. but you know, and, and I've heard you talk about this a good bit. You got to tailor it to what your kids can do. And if you can't beat somebody off the dribble in that, then you're stuck, you know, or you have to create something for them. So, um, let's just say attacking a zone. So, you know, first thing you want is ball reversal to make the zone move. So what we do often, and I'll do it on the first reversal, you know, a lot of coaches will say, you know, we want three, we want the ball to reverse three times or whatever. Um, I don't mind on the first reversal getting a shot off, honestly. So we'll, and you've, you've talked about this a good bit in your podcast. We, we screen the zone a bunch, a whole bunch. So we'll take a backside player and screen and run a flare screen off of that. Um, just say we're in a two guard mm-hmm. front. We'll take the, uh, the, let's put the ball at the top on the right. Okay. We'll take the left wing and we'll flare screen her with the, for the uh, other top guard. And we'll have some action ball side, and then we'll skip past it on that flare screen. And when we do that, you know, it's going to force the bottom of any zone to pop out, come get the ball, fight through the screen, something, and then we'll flash somebody behind it. Short corner, short corner. Hey, this is NBA skills coach Drew Hanlon of Pure Sweat Basketball, and I've been working hard to build an online basketball school to help players and coaches. I'd love for you to check it out at puresweatbasketball.com. Hi, I'm Alex Stevenson, athletic director and girls basketball coach at Dodd City. I've been at Dodd City for seven years. During those seven years, we've won seven district championships, been to six regional tournaments and three state championship games. I'm a huge fan of this podcast, what it brings and the platform that we're able to share knowledge and wisdom on and and grow as coaches. Or mid lane, you know, uh, somewhere in there. So just about every play that we have, every quick hitter we have will result in something like that. Um, a lot of the guys that play us know that. 
So we'll slip the screen, you know, we'll, we'll flare screen and then we'll fake the skip pass and we'll flash that screener right to the middle and, and catch her right there, you know? Um, so, so right. the whole thing yeah, is, sure. is, is, you know, throwing skip passes, which is tough for, for girls sometimes. So you have to practice that, um, and build up those darn shoulder muscles. Um, uh, so anyway, we, we're going to throw the skip pass and then when they, we get them really spread out like that, we like to hit it to the middle if they're, if they're too concerned about the skip passes. Yeah. Yeah. So for that, sure. Do you, yeah. Tell me, tell me what, you, tell me what you're planning to do this. Are you planning to become a more transition team and get more easy layups or you feel more comfortable with the teams you play playing um, five on five? Well, we're so small that I, any transition bucket that we can get, that's what we get. You know, that's what we want. So right. um, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same philosophy, though. So we'll um, – I'll call our fast break is torch. <laughs> and here's the funny thing. I have torch uh, 1.8, 4.6. Uh, I'm probably to torch 25.8 now. You know, because I change it, I will change the darn thing. And, and that's our, it, all it is, is our primary fast break. Um, but I just call right. it torch and, and we'll change it on a scout sometimes. Okay. Against this team, we want to, we want to ball screen at the top immediately. You know, we want to throw it or we want to throw it sideline and we want to flare screen, uh, skip pass immediately. So our, our primary break still has, something in there that helps create a shot for right. them other than, you know, take it to the basket, drive and kick. And it's the same problem. Right. I don't, you know, what I, we really, we have skilled players, um, but they, a lot of times they have a hard time just beating somebody off the dribble, you know, so we got to set up something for them to help them out. Yeah. And I think you and I are very similar, um, we have we have a couple kids. Of course, we added a couple kids this year that's going to help us, but um, that can can take you off the dribble. But in the past, we had Destiny, and even Destiny, to be honest with you, she's a pure shooter. She is not she's not great at you know taking off the dribble. So we don't really have a team like that. So, like you said, we have to set a lot of screens. And if we get, for example, I love what you're saying we love to run what we call smoke and that we have the trailer come up, set a simple ball screen. We spread the girls out in the corners. We have good shooters. We put a post opposite and having her come off that yeah. screen, it creates also, I'm telling you, yeah, it's hard to guard. You're basically um, the chin, the chin series off, off of, uh, even against zone. You know, I don't know how familiar you are with that, but that's what, that's, that's what that yeah, is. Yeah. You know, all you're doing is setting that high screen and making the defense make some decisions. And, you know, if you do that out of transition, a lot of, a lot of defenses will not be ready to make those decisions. You're exactly right. It's about, but you got to make shots. So, I mean, that's when we talk about this a lot, it's about, you know, man, you got to finish at the rim. I think finishing at the rim is key for girls basketball. I mean, you, you absolutely well, have to get finishers. Do. What do you do to, to drill or practice rim finishes? Well, I got to do more than what I'm doing. Um, I got to tell you that um, we do a lot of um, 
we have everybody practice guards and posts. We don't have guards and posts. Even though I have a six-foot girl, we have all our girls practicing. One of my favorite drills to do is what we call cardinal. It's a two-on-one drill because um, we don't do a lot of drills without defense. So in cardinal, you set up in four corners. Uh, it's a two-on-one drill, basically. And um, the person that gets the ball, they if the defender gets the ball, they swing it out to the corner skip it back up top, then swing it again to the other side um, while the girl who made the shot or made the pass touches half court, comes back, and then it's two-on-one with the two top oh, yeah. girls. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I know it's kind of hard to explain. I probably didn't explain it very well. But we do a lot of transition two-on-one drills. We'll put, we'll put a girl, um, you know, this, uh, it's a two, again, it's, it's, a, it's a one-on-one drill, but we pass the girl the ball at half court. The girl, the other girl slightly behind her. She'll chase. We call it chase. Um, and she tries to finish at the rim with a girl chasing yeah, from behind. Yeah. Um, and we just do that all the time. Uh, and because girls just have a hard time finishing. And then what we do, if they're missing a lot, then my assistant coach will coach them on the side, maybe do like four or five finishes and then right. boom, bring them back back in the drill. Yeah, that's just that's how we do stuff. it. I'll tell you one thing that helped us is I, um, I watched a, I watched a shoot, I don't know, probably a three minute little YouTube clip one time on Russell Westbrook. Okay. Uh, and yeah. the, his coach, uh, early in his career changed him from a one leg finish guy to a, to a power finish, two leg, two, you know, n- not, not a right. jump stop, but a one, two power finish. And we drill that a lot and it has really helped us make layups. You know, now I'm not talking about a breakaway rail, uh, speed layup. I'm talking about your average, you know, there's somebody around me. I'm getting some grief and I got to finish. And um, when we started drilling the boom, boom, you know, right, left and finishing off your instant. I mean, it's just like a layup, except it's it's a wider stance and it's an outside foot, inside foot real quick. Um it, right. it got right. us I love under it. Yeah. control a lot more instead of, you know, the old I make I'm I'm shooting a layup and I end up against the wall, you know. <laughs> so I end up running against the wall because my momentum's going so fast, uh, you know, horizontal and not vertical. Yeah. So it helped us to start getting yeah. more vertical. Um, I love that. I totally agree with the power jump. Um, um, and I, I think with this year, but don't you think though, Eric, um, it's upper body strength a lot with girls and we're going to finish a lot with a heavy ball this year. A lot of our finishing drills. Great heavy idea. Ball. I have not done that. That's a great idea. Um, I seen it. I kind of, you know, I picked up a couple uh, really good coaches that are doing that. I mean, they, they do a lot of their finishing drill. I think one guy was um, uh, Gilsdorf. I think yep. remember the Oregon yep. guy. Uh, he does a lot. He has a lot of great drills. I'll send you, man, that, that he did at Oregon City, which is a really good program. Oh, yeah. I stole a bunch that, of stuff from him, but it's great I love stuff. To have that. Absolutely. Um, so we do a lot of – we do a whole lot of finishes. Um, we shoot a lot in practice. Um, we shoot a lot of threes. We shoot a lot of pull-ups. Um, just because that's the kind of team we are, we have to shoot the ball well. Um, and right. so – you know, and, and as you've seen the game evolve in our, you know, we're, we're not spring chickens anymore, I guess. So I've, we've seen the game evolve. <laughs> you are. Shoot. 
from uh, shooting a lot of twos to to threes and layups, you know. And if you look at the data, if you look right, at the data, sure. I mean, it's proof, you know, it's threes and layups. So in free throws, um, so we shoot a lot of threes and we shoot a lot of layups. So we shoot a lot of contested layups in practice against a bag, you know, um, and working on our step throughs. Uh, we work on the rondo, the rondo move where you stop an outside pivot. Sure. Um, so we actually drill all those things because our kids need that toolbox. So, you know, for young coaches out there, I tell them, look, if you're not finishing well around the rim, then you need to work on it, you know, at practice. And don't, don't think yeah, they can sure. just come up with a really cool move, a Euro step. They're not going to be able to Euro step on their own. You need to practice it. And, and you know, in the old right. days, you know, my dad, <clears throat> go back to where we started with this thing, would my dad want us out there doing uh, Euros and, and Rondos and step through it? No. You know, the, the old days we were make your layup, get the ball away from the defender, you know, all that good stuff, which is very important, no doubt. But you better give them a toolbox of moves that they can go to that, that they feel comfortable with. Yeah. I got to tell you, I, I just along, along, along with that, um, one thing I learned from Gene Durr, and I, and I do a lot of his drills, um, is he does a lot of – I just call it high elbow. I they call do it power layups. And he does job. a lot. Yeah. I mean, I do those drills all the time. And I think the biggest mistake with girls' layups is they don't have a power, a power elbow, an extended elbow when they go up and the ball's not high right. on the right ear. I think that's the biggest – problem why girls miss they're not ball tough and um gene does some of the best technique drills they, ever. they are incredible um, and and their kids i mean they hmm. work on it since what fifth grade so i mean you know that's, their kids every one of their kids shoots a layup the exact same way right and they make them yeah which says a lot it says, it says, oh, it yeah. says a lot to coaches oh, yeah. but we gotta do Absolutely. better so yeah uh, you know, I, I would give that advice to anybody. You know, if you're missing layups, you need to practice the darn things a whole bunch, a whole yeah, bunch. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Coach, hey, my last question is this, um, is practice. I always ask every I – mean, how do you run so, your practice? Because yeah. I always pick up so one I'm or a, two I'm things. I'm football yeah. coach too. So I think football coaches have the best practice plans, okay, because they have so many different groups going on. Um, so you have, you know, you'll have your linebackers doing one thing, your defense backs doing another thing on defense, and then you'll switch over to offense. So you have to have a great plan. So one, you know, you better have it on a piece of paper, not in your head. Okay. Which I think most people do now. Um, and it can't be scribbled down on a note as you're walking to practice. You better spend some time during the day or the night before really planning on what you're going to do at practice and what, why are you doing it? Not just, hey, you know, I think we need to do – no. Why are you doing that? What are you trying to gain from it? Um, the thing is, don't stay on one drill too long. You know, like I said, our defensive drill, our whole defensive uh, individual work and his teamwork as well. You know, I call it Indian group. That's an old football thing. We do Indian work and we do group work. Um, there, uh, we do drills for one minute. You know, we'll do, and it's all on the clock. Right. It's all okay. on the clock. I have a, you know, and if I, usually I have a manager there, but you know, sometimes in high school you don't, you know, they have a test to take or something to remake, whatever. Um, 
So I'll have an assistant coach, whoever, somebody hurt, you know, you're on the clock today. And it's one minute, it's two minutes. I think the longest period we'll ever go um, outside of team. Now we'll get, we'll get bogged down into zone offense sometimes for 15 minutes. But that's a long time. If we go 15 right, minutes right. in one drill, or I shouldn't say drill, one period, it's a long time. So our practices are, um, you know, every, I have, I'll have six, six to eight copies laying around out there because every now and then I'll throw mine down or, or step on or whatever. So we have practice plans laying all over the place. One minute, one minute, two minutes, five minutes, <laughs> uh, the horn's going off. And, you know, I tell the managers, uh, be ugly to me. You know, if, if the horn goes off and I'm running my mouth, don't have a, any issue with blowing that darn horn five times in a row and saying, coach, we're moving on because you got to move on. You know, you, you've made the plan. So you need to believe in your plan. You know, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Right. Sure. That you needed to work on this, make sure you work on it that day. So anyway, that's how practice goes with us. We start off with, um, you know, we, we usually start with, I've had all kinds of theories about this. One of the young coaches that coached with me, we talk a good bit. He called me about halfway through our season this year, and he said, Coach, do you ever do your team stuff first? You know, like scrimmage and uh, whatever, you know, just your out-of-bounds plays first. I said, no, we really don't. We do our individual group work first. He said, well, I, I read something, and, and it's really great. This, this guy, like twice a week, just totally inverts practice. And I've done – I've, I'm hmm. pretty regimented right. with what we do. You know, now I've changed the drills and all that, but as far as how we go about it, I'm pretty regimented. But anyway, I changed it, and it was just – it was really cool. I mean, we start off – we'd start off doing something fun, you know, uh, a team a, a team fun drill. And it, it would just engage the kids more right. than, than starting off with ball handling like we usually do, you know. Just switch it up, switch it up, but have a – yeah – but, but Switch have it a up. great plan. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, have a great plan and have it down to the minute and try to stick to it. Yeah, I love that. I love it. the best point you mentioned was uh, I, don't, I don't think there's any right or wrong on practice planning, um, but you have to be consistent in your planning. You have to be detailed. Um, and I'm not sure a lot of coaches are doing that. I, th- I think you, you're right. I think football coaches are great at it but they have a lot more oh, assistance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They can break things down. What do you do? Um, do you have your assistants um, kind of work on specific areas? Yeah, Is that do. one so, area that you try to focus on? Um, so my uh, Brooke Satterfield, who played at Valdosta State, she, she works the posts and I work the guards. So anytime we split up, and we, we do have to split up because we have so many kids. Now we do – I'm very fortunate that we have a lot of kids in our program. So 9 through 12 – we have 28 kids, um, and we all, we have to all practice together right, sure. because we don't have one gym. So I have to be super organized because we're we're usually all in there at the same time on six goals. Um, so anyway, we'll split up. I'll send her the guard the posts, and I'll take the guards, um, or I'll send her uh, if we have to split drills. I'll do a drill on one end; she'll do a drill on the other end, uh, and then we'll switch just to keep the you know keep the flow going. So people, I tell you. You, you can't have kids standing around, you know, and I learned that being a football coach is kids lose interest standing around. You know, you need to have small lines. You need to make sure that uh, like when we do our closeout drill is three kids 
in a little group together and all of them are paired up and we're all going sure. fast and everybody is engaged. Um, so that's, that's my philosophy on practice. Hey, give me your best drill coach. And, um, I want, cause I want to make, I always leave with one or two good drills from a coach. Give me your best drill um, that I can steal from you. Probably because I'm a defensive minded guy, I would I would say our uh, I would say any variation of our three on three defense, you know, our paint drill, um, and our our cutthroat. Um, and I know cutthroat is a is a fun more of a fun thing, but man, it goes super fast. The kids love it, and you can see, and, and I hear coaches say this all the time, you can see so much in three-on-three. Three. It's hard to see mistakes in five-on-five five unless you've got three coaches down there watching, you know. Um, so I would say anything anything three-on-three three would be my favorite. And, and like, I, I think I gave you three, three gotcha. instances of them. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I don't have one pet drill that I just, I just really love. I just like anything three-on-three. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's more, I love how you like some people call it small sided games and so forth. Um, But you can get more, the kids get more involved in those games. They they can, they can get more touches. Correct. Um, And it it goes quicker too. Yeah. Yeah. A lot quicker than, than a four on four on five on five. Cause you get, yeah. Cause you get a lot of gaps. Yeah. I totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) And it's tough. I imagine I'm thinking 28 kids. You got a tough job, man. It's hard to keep everybody actively going, man. So I, I know you got a tough well, job, God, but I'm it's a, a good I'm problem a to teacher. have. So you know, I get my I get my PE class, a high school <laughs> PE teacher. Now you you're you're very different. You are very engaged with your kids in uh, from eight o'clock to three o'clock. But that's right. Um, high school kids are very different. Right. You know, I give them something to do, and I'm really I'm watching them for an hour, so I can. You know, I'm just very, very fortunate right there. I can get on my laptop and do a practice, a practice plan pretty much all day long. <laughs> hey, I hate to admit it, but pretty much all day long. <laughs> hey, don't hey, yeah, hey, hey, sh- yeah. don't tell your principal. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. But you know, that's at right. my age, I need to be scaling up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, man. <laughs> you deserve it, man. Hey, I appreciate you jumping on, Eric. You it's and been I great. And we'll, um, we'll talk a bunch hey, of basketball. It, and I hope we can get together this summer. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm not sure what's going to happen later on. And I was talking to my assistant coach, and you know, heck, we might, shoot, we we might be playing in July, possibly. If we do somehow for we, we play this summer. We got to hook up and have like you know yeah, love it. a little scrimmage or something yeah, like that. Kind of kind of get some action in the summer. Love. Um, yeah, for sure, coach. Thanks again, man. Hey, tell tell listeners how they can get a hold of you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have a lot of yeah, people so, from um, around the country. My that phone listen. number, Kevin has it, or you could you can uh, text me, call me, email me. I don't care. But my number is two two nine eight two one zero five zero seven two two nine eight two one zero five zero seven. And my email is Eric Willis, and Eric is uh, C-K, E-R-I-C-K, Willis, at live, L-I-V-E, dot com. And, um, and Kevin, if anybody reaches out to you, man, I, I love to share. I just love to talk basketball. And, and so do you. And I love, Absolutely, you love yeah. to talk basketball. Hey. 
<laughs> man, I appreciate it, man. And um, and let's get together, man. If we can get up, and you can take my money on the golf course uh, I mean, coming I'm up, man. What do you think? That. I don't know if I can, but I'm up. I'm up to try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, Coach. Thanks, yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate it. I'll talk Jordan to you soon. All right. That's awesome, isn't it? All right. <laughs> Man, that's good stuff right there, man. I can't believe, man. I would watch it like straight man. through. I can't believe they're just they're, they're each Sunday they got to do it. Man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. That's a big tease, All right, man. Great talk with you. Yeah, see you, buddy. All right. Hey, this is NBA skills coach Drew Hanlon of Pure Sweat Basketball, and you are listening to the Championship Vision Podcast. Hey coaches, this is Brad Hillegas, content producer at Huddle for the NBA, NCAA Division I, and high school basketball. I'm a big fan of Coach Furtado's podcast, Championship Vision, because it connects coaches around the country that want to continue learning and growing our beloved game. The X's and O's, coaching philosophy, teaching principles, they're all here. And that's a mission that we're working on at Huddle as well. More than 160,000 teams, including the best in the world, use Huddle to elevate their performance with video. But our collection of online tools is much more than that. Mobile desktop apps, smart cameras, video editing, data analytics software, the list goes on. But our goal is to help coaches like you teach the game in a modern way, whether that's connecting with your athletes, communicating your game plan, or looking to gain a competitive edge. And if you want to see how Huddle can help your program, visit Huddle.com. That's H-U-D-L.com to learn more. And of course, keep listening to the Championship Vision podcast to never stop learning.